This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. It's podcast time, as they say. Al Dukes, how be you? Oh, hi, Jerry. More Jerry Recco today. Did uh, four hours of uh, sports talk. Or pizza talk and uh, shark talk. But I didn't do the five to six. You did not do the five to six. But uh, I I had tweeted something out. And after I tweeted it out, I was like, oh, no. If Geo Geo sees this and grabs it for a segment, there goes my post-game podcast topic. Really? Yeah. And he he grabbed it at the end, but he didn't really do it justice. So I was happy. Okay. And this was this, uh, you know, as a quick update. So the Bruce Springsteen tour is happening next year. Mm Mm-hmm. February it starts, and Ticketmaster, in order to, they don't want to get, uh, you know, uh, scalpers getting all the tickets, so they made you become a verified person on Ticketmaster, and then they let you know whether you were randomly selected to buy tickets. Mm-hmm. I was not randomly selected. I was waitlisted. Right. But the people that were randomly selected, a couple of shows went on sale. Ticketmaster started doing this thing that they call dynamic pricing. And I guess the way to think about it is, is the same way how when you go to book a flight, you know, you go as like... popularity. Yeah, it's like de- depends. Yeah, like your ticket prices can, on an airplane, can vary widely. Same thing you do with the Mets and Yankees. Mets Yankees Subway Series is going to cost you a lot more than Mets Reds. Yeah. So now they're doing it with the concert tickets. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not necessarily the popularity specifically of we're going to do this for Bruce Springsteen shows, we're going to do this for Pearl Jam. It's when they see a lot of people logging on to purchase the tickets, they jack up the price. It's unbelievable. So people were getting in in Tampa. Now, Tampa, like New Jersey, New York is a big Bruce Springsteen. Sure. Philly. I know he's popular worldwide, but in Tampa – Floor seats were starting, and this is not the secondary market. This is Ticketmaster, $4,000. So then people started seeing things, last row of an arena, $700. On the regular Ticketmaster, not secondary market. Can I ask you something? Yes. Bruce is a um, humanitarian. He's all for helping others. Correct. This is not price gouging. This is bull crap. Yes, I agree. 
This is the guy who I love Bruce Springsteen's music. Politically, I don't always agree with what he says, but he is one of these guys that supposedly is the blue collar. There's nothing blue collar. There's nothing right, and you have enough power. I know, like they'll say, this is Ticketmaster's doing, but you have enough power. to say, because we've seen artists do it, Pearl Jam, as I mentioned, we've seen artists do it where they say. I'm not doing a show there if this is what you do. And this thing with Ticketmaster, when they sell a ticket, it gets divided up. Bruce is getting... A portion of it. Yeah. Right. And not just a, if the tickets were supposed to be 150 a portion of that. If it sells for $5,000, he's getting a portion of that $5,000. Yeah. Because, you know, we talk about who's got the money, who doesn't. You know, you take a, a real legit working class family that let's say they bring in a total of $100,000 a year, six figures, you would think they're doing well. In this market, it's hard. And in this area, $100,000 after taxes isn't a fortune. I got news for you. Even 100 bucks a ticket is not easy for just three hours on a Friday night because that 200 bucks with concessions and parking, and I'm only talking for two people, I'm right. talking about kids, it's still a $400 night, I would think. Yeah, it's just like, that's not easy. I remember like Broadway always used to be this unattainable thing to go see a Broadway play. Like growing up, it was like, mm-hmm. we're not going, no one's going to Broadway. The rich went. Yeah, right. The yeah. rich went because the tickets were probably like two hundred, three hundred dollars yeah. to go see, you know, cats on Broadway. But that's like everything now. Everything. Everything is I the prices have gotten that's why when you know you saw you're going to Washington for a game. Well, almost saw a game. Um, you see what I do though. It's StubHub. I look for games against teams that maybe aren't perfect, and you get tickets like I did for I think thirty bucks to sit. Should have sat four rows from the field. That to me makes sense. I can't, and I, I I'm not a pauper by any stretch, as I've said before. I can't just go buy four tickets to a regular Yankee game and sit anywhere near the field. Right, and I'm not interested in sitting above the foul pole. I did it for the 9-11 game at City Field last year because my son really wanted to go. And him and his friends were buying their tickets. So I bought the tickets for me, my wife, and for Joseph. And I ended up, and it was late when we bought the tickets. But I got them face value. I still spent, I think, $75 a ticket. I was above the freaking foul pole. And I said, this is why I don't do this. I can't, yeah. can't even enjoy, you can't see what the hell's going on. Right. Like little miniature figures running around. That's no fun. I'd rather watch it on TV. Yeah. And this was uh, trending on Twitter. So I, I, I'm sure it should. Yeah, I started looking at it. Ooh, a lot of people angry at Bruce Springsteen. They, I get it. I feel like he does have to s- come out publicly and say something. Yeah. You have to. The Chili Peppers are at MetLife Stadium the second or third week of, of August. You know I want to go. Tickets are $225 to sit above right. the third mezzanine deck, right. away from the stand. Why would I do that? I don't know. As much as I want to see them, I'm not. I won't. I know. It's, it's, right. It's strange. He told me, G told me this morning, there's a, I'm not going to say where, but there's a show he's planning on going to. But to stay at the place where the show is, the rooms were $700. Huh? <laughs> For one night? I want to go to Borgata in August with my wife and a couple of friends. Went to get the room for a Saturday night. It was $5.59 before taxes and fees. So I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? Let me see if Friday night's cheaper and I'll get both. At least I can rationalize the average price. Maybe that's only two hundred bucks, and if I spend seven fifty, it's three seventy five a night. I don't feel so bad. Saturday night has since been sold out. 
Right. How? How? Right. In a time when everyone will tell you that they that they're having a hard time, you know, paying the bills and putting gas in the car. I, I the, don't get it. The restaurants are still packed. Packed everywhere. Yeah, packed. Good luck going to eat somewhere outside on the Jersey Shore on a Thursday, Friday, or Saturday night. Yeah. You'll wait for an hour and a half to get a table. Are people just putting everything on credit cards? Like, I want to go see Bruce Springsteen. Let me jam this on the credit card. I think that is a very good uh, thought. Correct. Yeah, it's just strange. We try to use our credit cards, and I have balances for sure. But my credit cards bought a furnace, uh, an AC unit five years ago, like things that upkeep, you know. I think people do. I think people put vacations on credit cards. Yes. I think they buy tickets that they can't afford on credit cards. 100%. I think that's true. Then I had people, when I originally didn't get in, didn't get selected to have the the benefit of allowing me to purchase a ticket. The right. The right. They said, well, you know, what happens is, like, he'll sell out the garden, then they'll put another night on sale. He'll sell out Prudential. They'll put another night out sale, you know. Then that would annoy me too, because let's say I bought a let's say you bought a ticket and you wanted to see <clears throat> opening night mm-hmm. in New Jersey. Yeah, you bought your ticket is expensive. Then he adds another night, and it's the day before you're going now. <laughs> all of a sudden, you're not going opening night. Yes, you know, like, and it might not even be as expensive. Who knows? Right. Or you want to go to closing night, and then they add another yeah another show on, mm-hmm. which just, happens all the time. It's a, such a scuzz business, the ticket business. It really is. It's greed. Yes. The whole world is run by greed. We know this. <clears throat> but then what do you think of this? And I had someone write to me about this. And I understand this part too. So the guy said, you know, if Ticketmaster and Bruce Springsteen and the building that they're performing in all get a cut of the Ticketmaster thing and they're selling the tickets, let's say they they decide to sell the tickets for 150 each and mm-hmm. that's it. And then they all get sold they all get bought by people on the secondary market who then sell the tickets for two thousand dollars three thousand that person is making out on it well that's always been the argument from these sports teams to 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 charge higher prices correct they're saying because this is what these go for on the secondary market so why are we selling them for so cheap i understand that argument as well but it just i don't know and and I was going to say the classic rockers kind of do this more so because I think they know their audience is older and more likely to have money than a 18 year old who right. likes, you know, Harry Styles or something. But I don't know. It just, it, it, I think the only way you can, because right. all the secondary market has become is legalized scalping. That's right. all it is. And before the second, like I thought when something like StubHub came to be, I thought the idea was to cut out the scalpers outside. It was safer. You knew you were getting legit tickets. Right, real tickets. And you weren't going to pay these ridiculous prices. To me, the only way that you can, I would guess, guard against what you're saying is you have to limit what the secondary market, like they need, they're in business too. They need to make money. So I get that. But you'd have to limit what they allow tickets to be sold for. And then anything else is illegal scalping. Right, like a certain percentage. Mm-hmm. So if, if phase value tickets are just for numbers sake, a hundred bucks, you know what? You're allowed to sell at fifty percent higher than face value because you got to make money too. The person's trying to make money fair. So the most you can pay, the most you can sell that hundred dollar ticket for is one fifty. That to me is fair. That is fair, but that's not the way it is. You can sell that hundred dollar ticket for four hundred dollars depending upon the game. Evans done it. 
Evan will, and I think it's smart for him since it's allowed, like Evan will in some ways pay back some of his season ticket fees by the, not going to some of the marquee games because he gets a huge number for it. For the Nets? For the Nets. I, I don't know that he does it for the Mets, but I know for the Nets he's done it. Yeah, especially when you're talking about games, you know, in in April when the Mets are playing now and if it's not a whatever the case may be. He will do that. He will sell he will sell some games and he will make a good buck on it. Good for you. I mean, I guess that's the counter argument too. I don't know. Right. When I was looking at some of the other cities cuz it's like, "Oh, what if uh if Tampa was one of the cities." Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, Tampa, what could the tickets cost there?" But I saw those were $4,000. You got to pick one of these random, like Oklahoma City, where there's maybe not as many Bruce Springsteen. Where the fans. demand is a little down, right? Oh, I got to go to fly out to Oklahoma City now, which might be cheaper, right, to do than going here. Correct. Which we've seen in certain cases too. Or like I'm to a point in life where I was just like that seems like a lot of trouble. Forget it. Oh sure. I'll just uh, you know the the opening night in Tampa, February. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. You know what? The next morning, I'll just see it on YouTube. Which you can. Because I'm sure I'll get some great video on YouTube. You always do. Yeah. It is funny, the experience of being there live or seeing it on TV. You wonder why you would go through the trouble. But there is something about being in the building. Oh, yeah. It's just, you know, it's a night out. It's fun. It's, you know, it's not the same as sitting in your apartment watching it. Right. I don't know. Right, especially a concert, you feel it. The the bass in your chest, yeah. Jerry, dun, dun, dun. And what I said this morning on the show about the value of a dollar, it's like, for instance, so I want to—I really want to take Kim, Matthew, and Joseph to Dallas for Thanksgiving this year. I've been, I, you know, I've been working the games for a decade, and we did it in 2009, uh, 2008, sorry, the last year of Texas Stadium, and me, Kim, and Matthew had a blast. It was really, it was a great three-day trip, and, you know, it was something I remember at that time, I said, I kind of, I would like to do this every year. And I couldn't do it the next year. I forget why. And then in 10, I got the job, or 11, whatever it was. I got the job with Compass Media, and all of a sudden, now I'm working the games every year. So I'm finally like, you know what? This is a good year because Matthew's not playing basketball finally. I actually can go. There's a little break in for them. Kim's all, it works out great. And then I'm looking at it. I'm like, and I can get tickets for face value through Compass Media Networks. Not free, but I can pay for them. And they're not, face value is not the worst thing in the world. But then the airfare with the with the fuel right now, to, and then the hotel rates. I'm like, to go to a cowboy game, to go to one game, is going to cost me three thousand dollars. Like that, not a thousand, three yeah. grand, and maybe more. And the thing I think about with sports versus concerts. So let's say you do that, and, and the, the cowboys cow- get blown out, get blown out. Like you know, Bruce Springsteen's gonna do yes his same show every night. He's gonna sure. bring the energy. He's an entertainer. You go to one of these games that you spend all this money on and sit in traffic to get to Queens, and then like the Mets get blown out. Yeah, in this case, it's a little different because it's a trip. Kim and the boys have never seen the stadium. Yeah. They'll be more involved to it. We'll get there early. But you're right. I will be miserable at 730 that night. With the, I think they're playing the Giants. If the Giants beat them, you know, maybe. Right. They, yeah, I think they're playing the Giants. I'm not sure. Um, I'd be miserable walking out of that stadium. But the experience of going, I hope, will outweigh that. But you are correct. I remember the when Springsteen was doing a show on Broadway. I think the tickets were twelve hundred dollars. I was like, I ain't paying twelve hundred dollars. No, but everyone else did. Uh, right, but didn't even cross my mind. I was like, no, right, not doing. At some it. point, you you have to have your limit. Yes, you know. Yes, you do, Jerry. Yeah, whatever.
So you saw Third Eye Blind is playing tonight at PNC. Tomorrow night. Oh, a Friday night? Friday night at the Art Center. Yeah. I think tonight is Alanis Morissette. Oh, yes, I have passed that sign many times. Which I would, again, if I didn't have something to do, I would love to go to that too. But, you know, like I said, you, you got to cherry pick these concerts because if you're going to spend 250 a ticket. Right. Okay. How about one a summer? I hate to say that, but. Yes. It's like know. going on. It's like a, doing a family vacation once a year. Yeah. I'm going to go to one. I'm going to pick one game to go do and one cool concert. Pretty much. And it's like what we talked about too. You know, and I, we are going to go to Atlantic City the weekend I'm talking about, but I have to figure out where now because it's not going to be Borgata. But even that, so let's even say, you, and you're not going to get the room for $300 a night, but let's even say 300 bucks a night plus the taxes and fees. That comes out to about 350 a night very quickly. That's $700 for two nights in Atlantic City. The dinners are going to cost you a lot. You're going to lose money gambling. I, it's a it's a $2,000 weekend to, <laughs> to go to Atlantic City. Right. And then I sit there and say, why don't we just get on a plane and go to the Bahamas for the weekend? It really, it's just, I don't know. It's all, and none of it makes sense to me. It does not make sense. $700 for two, and it would probably be more like 900 right, for the two nights. If Borgata was getting 650 650 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to welcome you to come lose money yes. for them. And to spend more money in their, in their, and their bars are expensive as hell. Yeah. Which they all are, so that's fine. But you're going to spend a fortune on drinks. God knows how much on food. If you want to actually go see a show or something, holy crap! Or you're right. Or gamble. You got to. You got to do so, like. You do go down there and gamble because oh, yeah. that's what is the entertainment down there, right? If there's no show going on, it's just it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. So I don't know. It. I was looking at these U.S. Open tickets and to, the nosebleed, the last row in the upper deck, and I've been in that stadium court. And it's ridiculously high. $60 before fees. Now, I can deal with that for the U.S. Open, and that's what I'm going to buy because we want to take Kim's mom. She's never seen a tennis match live. So we're going to go. The beauty of the U.S. Open, though, and this is what I do like about it, to be fair, that $60 gets you into the grounds as well. So on opening day, you can go walk around to all the other courts and see different matches. You can go into the... Arthur Ashe Stadium is where your seats are, but then I forget, is it Louis Armstrong Stadium that's attached to I it? I think so. That's a first-come, first-serve. So there, you can go see matches for your $60 entry fee, as I will call it. I can rationalize that. Yeah, that doesn't seem... That seems fair. It seems very fair. But to, to get tickets down low for 700 bucks To see tennis? Come on. On day one, where the third-ranked tennis player is going to play the 200th and beat him in a half hour. Come on. Please. That I'm not doing. Yeah. Nor could I for five tickets, $4,000 to walk in the door. <laughs> no, sorry. It's crazy. It really is. I've never been to a, have you been to a live tennis match? Yeah, I went to Anne Ligori gave me tickets once and I saw Venus Williams play. In what? Uh... At the U.S. Open. And that's where I saw, I walked around. I think I told you this. This is where I walked around and there was this big buzz coming from like the left side of the stadium. And, and this is where I saw all these, you know, court 12 and, and there was this, they were all empty, and the guys were playing, but there was this one specific court that was packed with people up on the fence, and it was Anna Kornikova playing on, like, court 11 or something. Like, this is kind of cool. I couldn't really get close enough to see. Yeah. You, you know, you're peeking over. It was neat. But then going into the stadium court and walking around, it's great. Hot dog's $12, but, you know, so be it. And when is that? Like when? Uh, it's the last week of August, not the Labor Day week. It's the, um, no, when's the Labor Day week? Yeah, it is Labor Day week, going into Labor Day week. 
It's August 27th that starts. Monday the 20th. No. August 29th. I don't know. Whatever Man, so they put, they're playing in the heat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's hot. Damn right it's hot. What happened to Anna Kornikova? Uh, I don't know. I don't th- She married oh, the former Red Wing. can't think of his name. And I don't know what happened after that. Not sure. I thought she married uh, the actor. I thought Anna Kornikova married. You might be right. I thought she married a former hockey player from the Red Wings. Now I don't know. Now you got me confused. Of our Anna Kornikova. Where her name comes from? Prin- not she, come up anymore. She married, I think, Freddie Prince Jr. Is that true? I think so. Who am I thinking of then? Are you thinking of Mandy Moore? Or, no. or, or there's uh, an ex-husband. Her ex-husband was, yeah, Sergei Fedorov from the Red Wings. Anna Kornikova? Yes. Yeah. How about that? They divorced. Oh. Didn't in work out. 2000, a long time ago. Didn't though. work out, Jerry. Yeah, let's see. Oh, you know who she's with now? Enrique Anglacius. That was it. That's who I was thinking of. Yep. But she first was with Sergei Fedorov. Oh, okay. So there you go. Ex-husband. Uh, Fedorov claimed that he and Kornikova were married in 01 and divorced in 03. That didn't last. She was like, remember, the most beautiful woman on the planet for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, she was. She was like the... She was like the athlete model. Yes. Before Paige Spiranak. Oh, yeah, others. Jerry. Yeah. And she was always a good tennis player. She was not great. And that was where I think she clearly from her peers got a lot of criticism. Like she made a fortune off the court and she never won anything. She's good. Right. Because she, she was, was never a, a champion player. She was a beautiful tennis player. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm up show, which I did with uh, Mr. Peter Schwartz. We'll, I did listen. Uh, We'll do the same thing tomorrow. Uh, me and Peter Schwartz will take you from 5 to 6. Jerry and Gio will take you from 6 to 10. And then uh, we celebrate a Summer Friday. Summer Friday. That's what we do here. Yes. All right, Jerry. Catch you on the other side. See you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're first time, long time, or all the time, call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. 
don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Oh, good morning, and welcome to the warm-up program. My name is Al Dukes. Jerry Recco is actually in for Mr. Boomer Esiason today, who's taking a couple days off. So no Jerry in the warm-up program. He'll be with Gio at 6. Mr. Peter Schwartz joins me. Good morning, Peter Schwartz. Good morning, sir. Thanks for having me back. Oh, love to have you back, Peter. Uh, there's so much to discuss in the <laughs> sports world. I wanted to mention something. Andrew Bogus just did the update there at uh, 5 o'clock mm-hmm. here on The Fan. And he brought up this, uh, this story that was circulating around the Internet yesterday about uh, Kevin Durant still being annoyed at a Peyton Manning joke from the ESPYs a number of years ago. Yeah. Where uh, Peyton Manning was talking about the USA Gymnastics team and how dominant they were and that uh, – they were so dominant, KD wanted to join the team. <laughs> yeah, obviously he had no sense of humor about it. See, I think that I think this is all part of a ruse. I Because looking at KD's face when that was happening, it's such a fake, I'm angry face. And he's continuing to carry it on by responding on Twitter yesterday saying that uh, if it was funny, he would have laughed, but it's not funny. I, I think he's part of the gimmick. Well, let's just be happy that he didn't go up on stage and smack. (laughs) Well, it was a number of years ago before we were aware that you could go up and smack a host. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think he's just got to get over it. I just think it's fake. Like, I I can tell when someone's doing bad acting, especially if they're not an actor, and Kevin Durant is not an actor. He's putting on a sourpuss as part of the... I know him and Peyton Manning are in on this gimmick. And they fooled Andrew Bogish, and he's a reporter down the hallway. Just looking for some attention. Did you watch the ESPYs last night? Uh, no. Yeah, me neither. I'm no. not watching that. I don't watch any of these uh, award shows, but especially I'm not watching a sports award show. Yeah, it's fabricated. It's To me, it's unnecessary. It was just a, it was a chance to go to the pool last night, I think. A pool for who? Oh, our family went to the... The oh, you pool. went to the pool we went instead. Went to the pool instead. Yeah, you go to a community pool. Yes, is that right? Yeah. What goes on there? Swimming. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. Yeah. No, I, it's just relaxing. Yeah, I was at. We used to go to a community pool when I was a little kid. Like we'd get it. We'd all get in the car and go to the pool. It was awesome. Yeah, I don't know that I'd be interested in, as an adult going to a a pool. It's just relaxing. You go out there, you relax, you just uh, you know, just let let the kids and everybody do what they want to do, and you just sit there and relax and watch the world go by. You uh, read a book? Do you have uh, your headset on? Podcast? Uh, no, I just sit there and veg out and just relax and not think about stuff going on. Just, just think just about life. Yeah, and I and I like going to the pool instead of the beach because I don't want to get bitten by a shark. Right, and that's likely not to happen. It's likely not to happen. We've been to the pool a handful of times already this summer, and that, no evidence of any sharks there. So you'll go in the water as well? I'll go in the water. I don't swim, but I'll just you know go and wade my way around a little bit. You never learned to swim? Yeah. Never learned to swim. Did you try? I tried. It just wasn't happening for <laughs> it was you. Not, it was not working out. You're not buoyant. Yeah, and I'm tall enough that I can walk around most of a swimming pool. Right. Yeah. You're even in the nine-foot part. You're just walking yeah. around. Tippy-toes. Peter Schwartz. Go terrorize my kids. By the way, uh, baseball season gets back underway today. It sure does. With uh, the Yankees have a doubleheader against the Astros. Now, one of these games starts at one ten p.m., mm-hmm. and then I guess everybody, uh, well, this is in Houston, this game. Yes. 
then I guess everybody goes home and another group of fans comes in at uh, 6.40 p.m. I would imagine there'll be a certain number of people that'll be at both games. Doubleheader. Season ticket holders, yeah. Now, why would there not be any probable starters listed yet? I saw... Because uh, I saw I went to the MLB app. I went to the Yankee page on Major League Baseball. So you're telling me you saw some. I theater. went to the CBS Sports app. What do they know? And I saw the, for the first game, yeah, Jamison Tyone oh. and Christian Javier. Okay. And uh, first pitch on WFAN at 110. All right. Uh, game two, Garrett Cole on three days rest. Now, again, this is what CBS Sports has against Luis Garcia. Interesting. Uh, first pitch at 640. All right. Well, now, how would they know And Major League Baseball's own website don't know that? They're guessing. They, they're, they're guessing. We'll I think find they're out. guessing. But that, that's what I've seen. All that's right. That's what I've seen. I might tune into this to see what's going on. Baseball's back. It's a 1 o'clock game. I'll put and it on in the background. Yeah, and it's Yankees-Astros. It's the two best teams in the American League, and the Yankees always seem to have some trouble with the Astros. I've already Which, seen impending doom from Yankee fans going, if we lose the doubleheader. I'm concerned. You would be concerned? I would be very concerned. As a yeah. Yankee fan. As a Yankee fan. Yeah. If, this what, would be the one. This would be, well, because they have the better bullpen right now. Yeah. Once the Yankees get things in order. Um, and it's just, until you can beat that team that you have not been able to beat, I would be concerned. This would be the. Uh, this, this is, this is be, like my Tampa Bay Lightning against the Islanders. Like, until you can beat that team in the playoffs, I would be concerned playing them. Would you say it's somewhat like what Ric Flair says to be the man? You You've got to beat the man. Can I get a woo? Woo! <laughs> Did you see he's having one final match? Yeah, I'm. I'm happy about that. I like Ric Flair, but I thought he Guy's had. A legend. I thought he had the final match against Shawn Michaels a he number did. of years ago. Yeah, he just decided he wanted to have another one. He wants to have one more, and it's like uh, part of the independent circuit. It's not yeah. WWE related. He wants one more match. Now, did I? Did I? Did I read that correctly? That it's a tag team match. It's not a. It's not. Oh, a, I didn't see that. I part. think. I think he's. I think he's. A, it's a tag team match. Okay. And I think Jeff Jarrett is his partner. Nice. I don't know who the two people are that they're. See, to me, it should have been if Ric Flair was going to have a final match, he should have wrestled Hulk Hogan. Right. Because you always wondered why Hulk Hogan didn't have his final match. Right. Let's get these two guys final match. I'd watch that. Get you know, wheel them out there and get them in. Let's get them go in the match. Let's go. Let's get it out there. Two of the greatest wrestlers of all time, Mr. Ric Flair and Mr. Hulk Hogan. Uh, so yeah, your Yankees uh, Astros today. Um, now I have done research on this prior mm-hmm. and uh, about doubleheaders. Uh, they're always a fifty-fifty split. So just expect the Yankees win one of these. So whoever wins the first game. You bet heavy on the other team to you win the second so. game. Yeah. It's the way it works out. I would the only thing I would argue on that is that if, if these pitching matchups are correct that yeah. I saw on CBSSports.com, if the Yankees somehow won game one, I would feel pretty confident with Garrett Cole on the mound for game two. If they hadn't won game one, but the way these double headers tend to go is they split. You think it's a uh, a mental thing? Yes, because they'd be like, ah, we won this one. Well, we're going to relax the second game. But Yankee fans will be in full panic mode if they get uh, swept today. Like tomorrow on the fan. Yeah. 
whoosh, it'll be, oh, hey, we can't beat this team. We've got to go out and get Juan Soto. And We've Aaron Boone's got to get fired. And we're going to fire Aaron <laughs> Boone. And we need help in the bullpen. And the Yankees can't get hits off big pitchers. And dee, 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 dee. I can't tell you that I would not share in the concern if the Yankees got swept. You would today. be on bo- involved in that. Uh, uh, yeah. Hop on that well, train. I wouldn't be calling the fan as a phone caller. I don't. Right. I don't do That's that anymore. Good. Right. Um, but did you ever? When, yeah, yeah. You were a yeah. fan caller. Uh, yeah, intermittently back in the day you before would, I you, worked here. You would be Peter from where? Uh, that would be Peter from East Meadow, where I grew up. Let's go to Peter from East Meadow, and you would have uh, fresh takes. And that I would have of. some Islanders takes and Yankees takes. Yeah. Did yeah. you have a? Predict- I called Steve Summers overnight Summers. a few times. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you knew when to get in. You call overnight. You're in. Well, yeah, because it's not, it's not a very stringent call screening policy in the <laughs> no, overnight. I realize that <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah, guy talking but if to himself. I was, if the Yankees were to get swept, and yeah. I was to fabricate fabricate a phone call um, to the fan tomorrow, I would I would express some concern. That's yeah. what it would be about, yeah. Peter. Do you think I screened your call, perhaps, when I was on the overnight with Summers? It's very possible. It's very possible. This was uh, late '91 to early '93 when I was on the overnight. Yeah, it's very it's it's possible because I would have just no 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 I don't think so because I think it was while I was still in college. So I think it was like between like '85 and '89. And when did you start because, working here? Well, I after I graduated uh, the summer before my my senior year. So this is like summer of '88. I was an intern here, and uh, and then. In between semesters, they brought me back to run the board a couple of times while I was home from school. And I did that same thing after I graduated. So I wouldn't have called the station while I was working here. And that lasted a short time, went on to some other things. And then I started working here again in 2009. I one time called a, a show that I was board hopping. <laughs> I was board hopping a national show when I was living in Florida. Yeah. Do you remember there was a there was a talk show host who was national at, at some point named Arnie Spanier? I've heard the name. Yes, he was a very hyper, one of these screaming yeah. guys. He was uh, he would just scream about stuff. And this was this was in the the nineties when the Cowboys were being called for chop blocks. You know they were they were the, right. The, there was like this thing that the Cowboys were playing dirty. They were chop blocking people. I was a big cowboy fan, so I called up and I told him I was going to come down to the radio station and chop block him. <laughs> he got so angry. He's like, "You come down here, try to chop block me." <laughs> I get bored. You get bored when you're running the board for national radio shows. Sometimes you got to get involved, get in the mix, stir it up. By the way, Nestor Cortez proposed to his girlfriend. I saw, it and she said yes. I think what do you, the percentage that a girl says no has got to be so minimal. Yeah, I think most of the, and and if you, if you're going to do it in a public setting, yeah, you had a bit better damn make sure she's going to say yes. Correct. If you're Nestor Cortez, you're having a great year on the Yankees. You pitch in the All Star game, and you do well. You propose to your girlfriend while you're out there. Where was this game? L. A. In LA. Los Angeles, and she said yes. She said yes to the dress, <laughs> Nesta Cortez. She has a long name. I I I, I can't recall what it is now. Uh, it is Alondra. Alondra. No, I mean like she. Her full name is a long name. Oh well, I didn't. I on. didn't. I didn't put that into my script for later on. I just put the first name. You've got this in the update. I've got this in the update for six twenty five. Six twenty five yeah. update. Yeah. 
How's it? How are the updates looking for today with not? I think they're going to suck. To be honest <laughs> with you, Peter, be... <laughs> you cannot pitch your updates as they're going to suck. Well, there was really nothing going on in sports yesterday, and yeah. I'm concerned about the you know the amount of sound in the system. Yeah. I have a feeling we're going to have one of these audio issues today. Okay. Well, you better get to work. I've got on. an Aaron Judge cut for Aaron six twenty-five. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. I so got that. Aaron Judge. I and started then with that, and then we'll see what happens between now and six twenty-five. <laughs> so you have Aaron Judge and Nestor Cortez uh, getting engaged. Um, yeah, we've got that. I think I'll mention Jacob Degrom, who's okay. got a simulated game I'm tonight. Sick of that it was supposed clown. to be Tuesday, but yeah. he's hurt again. Right? He's um, sore. Well, he's sore. Sore. So we'll Ooh, see if he sore. actually does pitch that. We'll talk about the Giants' throwback uniforms, probably. I don't want to break it to you, Peter, but we did all these stories yesterday. In the that, updates. Um, then I guess I'll take them out. <laughs> well, wait that till the host tell you. I was doing 880 yesterday, 880 updates, and uh, that happened like later in the shift. Yeah. So I think I may, well, we'll but, see. Uh, here's what you do, Peter. You throw them in there, see if the hosts catch it, and if they have something to say about it. Yeah. Until then, you just ride with your update. I'm going to... I'm going to do what I feel is in the best interest of my updates on a, on a very weird day. Perfect. Now, when we come back, Peter, I have some more Major League Baseball stuff. I'm looking here. I have a couple of NFL-related items. I have a rock and roll-related item, mm. and I have a hero story. And I was a hero once or twice. Oh, when you said hero, I got thought maybe you were talking about like a sandwich. No, not the sandwich. Is it the type of person who puts their life on the line okay. to help another? That's more important. So I got to say I don't have a lot of stories would be incorrect, and they're quite varied. Okay. And then Gio and Jerry Recca will be up at uh, 6 o'clock. Yes. All right, come on! Welcome back to the warm-up program. My name is Al Deuce. Jerry Recco is hosting a four-hour show today starting at 6 o'clock with uh, Mr. Greg Giannotti. So Peter Schwartz joins me. Good morning, Peter. Good morning again, sir. Did you try to get Bruce Springsteen tickets? Uh, no, I did not. I'm going to rely on some inside sources at what? UBS Arena, hopefully, to Is that capture right? a couple of tickets for April. Yeah, I tried to put in for that verified fan thing where yeah. you and, and they told me I'm on the wait list. You're on the wait list. How dare you? People told me those tickets are going to be crazy expensive really like regular tickets like not secondary like the regular tickets like just regular old i think regular old that are gonna yeah sit, i think we're gonna be paying but you never know you never know how long bruce springsteen has left he looks very healthy but what he's would an be older the gentleman. what would be the the most for a regular general admission seat not like with premium not yeah. with like food attached to it not down by the by the stage what would be the most you would spend on a ticket well in particular for bruce springsteen because i don't know when if he's he'll go out again we don't know i'd probably spend 400 bucks 400 because i don't go anywhere and don't do anything so the few (laughs) things that i do that i do do i would i would have to pony up i spend 150 on billy joel yeah i don't know if i'd spend 150 on bruce is that right probably about the same i don't think i'd go past that okay I'm also curious what the Bruce Springsteen set list will be like. You know what I mean? He he put out a new record to like two yeah. years ago and uh, hasn't been able to play. That. I like that song, Ghosts. That's a good one. I like. Oh, that that's a hundred percent being played. Maybe if it opened the shows, 
Come on. <laughs> By the way, did you ever listen to the lyrics to Hungry Heart, which I just played there? It's about a guy leaving his family. Yeah. Didn't New Jersey want to adopt it as the official song of New Jersey a number of years ago? No, I think they wanted Born to Run. Born to Run. But Born then it's run. a song about leaving New Jersey. Yeah. And so people thought that was odd. You can't, your your song about your state can't be a song about getting out while yeah. you're still young. and Strange state there, New there. Jersey. Get out. I love New Jersey. I love Asbury Park. I like visiting. I don't yeah. like staying there too long because you can't make a left turn anywhere. See, that's what Boomer says. You go, you jug handle it right yeah, back around. I, I I like to make conventional left turns. I do like shopping in New Jersey because there's no tax on clothing. That is true. We do have that. Yeah. So suck it, New York. <laughs> By the way, uh, we talked about how the Yankees get back underway today, doubleheader against the Astros, and I had said that uh, it's going to be a split. That's the way it always is. Yeah. It's 100% of the time. Jerry Recco out in the newsroom wrote, tweeted to me, hey, Al, Six of the last eight doubleheaders were sweeps. Mets, Mariners, Royals, Tigers, Rays, and Yankees all won both. So there. Sounds fake news. Where do you get that <laughs> from? The failing New York Times? He Googled it. Oh, he Googled it, all right. Yeah. That's because he loves telling me when there's an actual sweep. <laughs> By the way, the Major League Baseball All-Star game, the ratings are in. Awful. A record low. It's a record low 7.6 million viewers. The Home Run Derby itself had 6.8 million, so the Home Run Derby almost beat it. I think it must have been the uniforms. People turned it on for a second and turned it right off. People were very furious with the uniforms, but uh, Rob Manfred, uh, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, said he never liked the idea of people wearing individual, like their own team uniforms, which I love. I think that was one of the great traditions of the All-Star game. Yeah, because you know who's like. You're not going to confuse somebody in the field. Somebody's in the field and someone's hitting. My son said to me the other day, we were watching it, and he's like, I don't understand why they would do this. The best part of the All-Star game were the introductions. Yeah. And when they would, if you were not in the starting lineup, like, like let's say there were six Yankees. So, like, there were two in the starting lineup. The rest get introduced. And you look forward. You're, you're a fan of that team, and you're excited. They get to the Yankees, and now you see them in the Yankee uniforms, one, two, three, four, and then on down the line, each team. And you get excited because you see your team's jersey. Yes. I don't like what they did. And I, I just I think Manfred is clueless in so many. I think he's tone deaf, too. Meaning what? Like I just, I, I just don't think he gets what the fans want. Here's what I want. Everything to resemble 1980s baseball. That's mm. what I want. You know what I'm saying, Peter? I, Individual I, uniforms for the All-Star game. Yeah. Because when I was a Met fan... The 80s weren't good to the Yankees, so let's do like 77, 78. All right, late 70s. Yeah. But like when I was a Met fan, they would get... like I, I think there was a rule, I don't know if this rule still exists, where you have to send at least one player to the All-Star yes, game. Yes, you do. In, in baseball, you do. Yeah. And I remember the Mets... I think the Mets used to send like John Stearns as a backup catcher. Lee Mazzilli was, a, was Lee an Mazzilli? All-Star, and he hit a home run. Is that right? Yeah. In the All-Star game in Seattle. I think that was... Um, I want to say it was 79. In the kingdom. Didn't he also have like a bases loaded walk also in that game? I, I think so. Lee Mazzilli? Yeah. He had got two at-bats? Late late in the game. And I want to st- did he hit the home run off of a Yankee pitcher? That I do I not have to, I have to. I, I, some, something makes me think that he hit the home run off of a Yankee. But he did hit Just Google run. it. This Lee Mazzilli seems like he had a hell of an all-star career. His son plays for the Ducks. Is that right? Yeah, LJ. LJ Mazzilli? Yes. 
Good for him. <laughs> so, yeah, I want things to resemble only the 1980s. Um, yeah, so Rob Manfred said, quote, I never thought that a baseball team wearing different jerseys in a game was a particularly appealing look for us. You, sir, it's are wrong. It's the all-star game. Who care? Who cares about it being uniform? No pun intended. The who? By the way, the these uh, seven point six million viewers. Yeah. Uh, Thirty years ago, they would get over twenty million viewers for the All Star Game. Because they didn't futz around with the rules and no. change all these stupid things that he's doing. No, the problem is now we have too many options. You know what I'm saying, Peter? Like, there's a lot, a lot of options. You can watch Netflix, YouTube. You can listen to Odyssey mm. podcasts. You can watch multiple channels. Like, there's too much. We're too split up, Peter. We have no shared experiences as a people anymore. <laughs> we all used to watch the All Star game. Have, we should all be gathered around the TV yes. and enjoy it. It's an event. You know? Yes. Cook up some wings and watch the game. Right. When there's something on, like, the All Star game, uh, World Series, we got to tell the other channels, put nothing, or make it like when the president speaks. It goes on every channel. You was, watch this or nothing. The the John Ham segment was a little goofy. What did he do? Uh, he came up with this like ham, like a, a fancy ham to give players who hit home runs. Oh, you know how they have God. these stupid things in the dugout now after a guy hits a yeah. home run. So they had John Ham going up to Major League Baseball players and saying, "What's you know what do you call a home run, and what do you do to celebrate a home run?" And he gave he gave guys like this like glitzed up ham. A maple glazed ham. Yeah. This is what we're doing. That was kind of silly. That is silly. I don't care for that, Peter. Mm. Do I have any other baseball-related items? No. I do I do have a football-related item for you, Peter. This was a this was a thing that came out yesterday. So Adam Schefter, you know him. He's I a, know. a, a news-breaking kind of a fella. Yes. He had uh, put out, <laughs> as if it were breaking news, that Jimmy Garoppolo uh, received permission to seek a trade as they are ready to move on to Trey Lance as their quarterback. Yes. Now, it turns out, I would look down at Pro Football Talk, that Jimmy Garoppolo was actually given this permission back in March. (laughs) But there seemed to be no takers. So they believe that Adam Schefter was a pawn in that he was doing a favor for Jimmy Garoppolo's agents. Mm-hmm in putting this out there as if it's new news. Because I guess Jimmy Garoppolo isn't going to be ready to do football action until mid-August but because if of his it injury. Wasn't, and I know Adam Schefter gets a lot of heat for a yeah. lot of different things. Some of it obviously is warranted. But if, the, if that particular news item had not been out there, then he did break it because he's the one who... Well, I think it was out there, but people kind of lost interest in it. Oh, okay. And now he's trying to put it back out Because I don't remember hearing that. Yeah, I don't either. But evidently, uh, Pro Football Talk did some research. And they're like, hmm, this looks like this Adam Schefter is working for uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's agent. I don't know why a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo wouldn't be picked up. I feel like teams are desperate. You would think some teams are desperate. And, and, And he's a good quarterback. When he's healthy, he's a good quarterback. I always find it odd when guys are in a Super Bowl and then like, yeah. All of a sudden, they're not a good quarterback. What are you talking about? Do you know how hard it is to get to a Super Bowl? 
So, like, you get to a Super Bowl, and just because you don't get back there again doesn't mean you're still not a good player. That's true, Peter. Dan Marino got to one. One. Early on. Was it his win. first year? Google yeah, it. Yes. Just but he was not the – I don't think he was the starter at the beginning of the season. David Woodley? Him. Yeah, David Woodley. No, that he did, they did not make the uh, playoffs that first year. In his first, first year, year. Second that year. That was 83. They made it in uh, 84. 84. 84. You have to go talk to the Dolphins guy. I love the David Woodley. I yeah. love the David Woodley, Tony Nathan. They lost to Kurt Warner of, and the Seattle Seahawks, the running back Kurt Warner out of Penn State. In the playoffs, because Marino got hurt late in the year, didn't play the last two games of the year. Who was his backup? Woodley. Oh, he was. <laughs> <David>. <laughs> uh, excuse me, Mister Woodley, we need you back. And you know, then, who, uh, I used to love Don Strock. Yes, <laughs> that was a guy who played like multiple positions. He'd be wide receiver. He'd be a quarterback. No, that was uh, that was uh, Jim Jensen. Ah, Jim Jensen. Do you know? Uh, a few years back, I gave Eddie a Dolphins helmet. The, the one that's one, in his office. The one by his de- in his yeah, desk? I gave that to him. An actual one that you... It's a, yeah, kid's hel- it's a fake helmet, though, I, right? I didn't want it in my house anymore because it was it was left in my house by another family member in a box of crap. Yeah. And I came across it, and I I know somebody who would want this. And you're a Jets fan? Yeah, like, why would I want that in my house? Don't want it in your I house. I gave it to Eddie. I've never seen Eddie wear that. I did put it on my head once, very <laughs> tight, and it was painful. I have a at home somewhere a Dallas Cowboys one like that. Like they're, they're not actual <laughs> helmets, right? They're like kind of a, a decorative. I mean, you could put it on your head, but it, right, it, not intended to play football. Yeah, with. and I think they even have like somewhere etched in there. Please do not, you know, play this to play actual wear this to play actual football. But they used to sell them in the sporting goods stores. I had a cowboy helmet. Eddie's got the. Uh, Dolphins one there. Sometimes they sold them with the whole uniform. Like yes. you can get the helmet. I think it was intended for you to like dress up for Halloween or something like that. <laughs> or just on a Saturday if you wanted to dress like a Miami Dolphin. Go to a sports bar, watch the jet game, yeah. and you've got your jet helmet and jet uniform. Well, who are you dressed as today? I'm Don Strock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm backup quarterback Don Strock. Don Strock <laughs> is still alive. If I were to say David Woodley, Don Strock. Both alive, neither alive. I, I believe they're both alive. I'm going to guess they're both alive. Right now they're listening and going, I'm right here. <laughs> I am alive. <laughs> Help me. All right, so Jimmy Garoppolo is available, Peter. Yeah. Would you like him for any of your local teams? Um, I think I think he'd be better than uh, – I think he'd step right in with the Giants. Be I think he'd be Daniel better Jones. than Daniel Jones. Yeah. Me too. Let's get him. I don't believe there's a spot for him with the Jets. Do you remember when he was uh, dating a pornography star? Yes. That was odd. <laughs> awkward. Awkward. Awkward in that locker room. Yeah. To have to deal with the, the comments that might be made about it. I'm sure there were certain guys in the locker room who were jealous. You know, a couple <laughs> of married men, and he's getting to date a pornography star. Peter, let's take a quick break here. Okay. And then when I come back, I've got uh, something about the um, uh, NFL heading to uh, Germany. Oh, I have some comments on that. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I've got a thing about a team chaplain. I've got Teddy Bridgewater with a hot take. And I've got that rock and roll thing I wanted to tell you about. And then Boomer. Nope, no Boomer. Boomer's Ah. out today. And then Gio and Jerry at six. Welcome. Oh, hi. (laughs) 
Welcome back to the Warm Up Program. My name is Al Duke. I normally host this with a young fella named Jerry Recco, but he's hosting with Gio this morning. His boomer uh, took a couple days off. He's relaxing in the summer. So Peter Schwartz joins me on the warm-up program. Uh, we just played some Pearl Jam there. Yes. Uh, Pearl Jam just had to cancel a show, and they may have to cancel more because uh, Eddie Vedder suffered throat damage. I love the way they released this statement, Peter. This is the way they said it. It says, the band released a statement and said Eddie Vedder has, quote, no no throat available at this time. Yeah. But he has he has a throat. He does have a throat. He does have a throat. It's just he can't, he can't sing. Yeah, it's not available. Not I mean, ava- he has a throat, but it is unavailable at the moment to but- sing. So that's a that's a terrible way to phrase that. Yeah, his, because he has a throat that's available to drink and maybe eat something. Correct. But to say that he has no throat available, that's not. I, I think that PR person needs to find another line of work or specify it. Like yeah. he he has no throat available for singing at for this singing. time. His throat He's is unable available. to sing at this time. Right. That would have been a better. I way. don't think he has to bring. I don't think the PR person should have brought the throat into the into the statement correct his throat hurts right he's got a throat issue he is not able to sing at this time but to say to say that he does not have a throat available yeah i think is a, a bit false. misleading and it's false it's false peter he has a throat available he just can't sing by the way we're watching as we normally do here in the morning the uh, cbs sports network they've got uh the uh strongman competitions yeah i was fascinated by this before yeah so they they have through through different years, and you can tell what decade these are from depending on what the guys look like. If they're just large men, it's normally from the eighties. Yeah. If they are muscular, <clears throat> yeah, they're muscular. Nineteen ninety four. Yeah, if they're muscular, it's from the nineties because that's when steroids were available. Yeah. And these guys reminds me though, like, have you? Every time I see these guys lifting things, I can't. I think of one throwing out your back immediately. Yeah. Uh, two hernias. Yes. You yes. ever been a, ever get a hernia? Uh, no. Wow. Um, How I, did I, I get I two hernias? I don't, I don't generally try to lift things that I that I am not able to lift. Yeah, but sometimes you get a hernia. Uh, th- like I have had two hernias. I don't lift stiddly poo. Sometimes your body is just uh, the the intestinal wall gives gives way, Peter, and then your your um, intestines poke through. That's a right. hernia. Yeah, I I. I I've tended in my life to not not to try to lift something I was not, not able stuff, to, and yeah. when I and when I broke my hip and was recovering from that, I was told not even to pick up like the smallest of of things as I recovered from that. Don't even pick up a newspaper; you could break your hip again. <laughs> so I have a super. I probably have super uh, muscles near where the hernias were because I've got that mesh, which I always hear about lawsuits. You ever hear see those lawsuits? Go, you yeah. have a mesh hernia. Call us. I got two Selena mesh hernias. Barnes. Whoever it is, I've got them on speed dial for when I start getting pain in my hernia situation. Peter, are you where the NFL is going to Germany? Yeah, I heard about this. So they're sending the Buccaneers there, which is weird. Like normally, we send our scrub teams there. I, I don't like this. I, I, I don't like the games in England. I don't like the games in Germany. I don't like the games in Mexico. They are our games. America. Keep them here. And here's my America. biggest problem with that. No, number one, there's, there's two things. Number one, you're screwing the designated home team for those games, Correct. the fans of those games, because they now it's one less game for them to be able to go to see. 
Number two, you know, all these European soccer teams, they come over to the United States for their tours, their exhibition games, and they bring their B and C teams with them. But we send our real we send real games. We're sending Tom Brady there. We're sending Tom Brady there. Now, of course, we also we also send the Jaguars, you know, to London. Which I'm good with. Okay. But the point is, is that they're they are actual real regular season games. So if Manchester United is going to come over to the United States and play these crap exhibition games, maybe we should swap. Maybe So if we give you an NFL regular season game, why can't, like, Man U come over and play one of their Premier League games at MetLife Stadium? Why do we have to constantly get the scraps? So you're telling me when we get soccer teams here, we're getting the scrub second well, you're getting, teamers? you're getting these phony exhibition games. You're Is getting right? friendlies. And a lot of times they don't even play their top players. They come in maybe a token appearance in the second half. Because they don't want to get hurt. They don't want to get hurt. And it's, it's their exhibition games. They're here on a tour to generate revenue. But we give them real NFL games. Yeah. The NHL goes is going over there to play uh, regular season games. The NBA goes to other countries. Why do we do that? They want to expand the game, Peter. And by the way, the ticket demand is off the charts for this game. So it's Bucks Seahawks in Germany. More than two million people were in the online queue to purchase tickets at one point. And they had uh, more than 770,000 people at one time working on the ticket site to try to get game, try to get tickets for this game. So they were not prepared for this onslaught of people that wanted to buy tickets. I don't think they were, they, they were ready for 2 million people. They said now on the secondary market, there are tickets for as much as $30,000 a piece. I'm just guessing you wouldn't pay thirty thousand. You only were willing no. to pony up one fifty. One fifty for Billy Joel, and not one fifty for Bruce Springsteen. No, I, I think I would go one fifty on Springsteen. I would, I, I wouldn't pay a dime to go see an NFL game in another country. Well, I don't want to go to another country either. Sick of. Going I don't want to go to countries. New Jersey, but I. That's where my team plays. Yeah, so you will go to New Jersey, but not Germany. You're not interested. No, I'm not interested. I'm not, not interested, interested in, in London. I'm not interested in Germany. I'm not interested in Mexico. You know where I'm interested in, Peter? Yeah. Tampa, Florida. Yeah, that's it's a nice place. Seattle. Well, not Seattle anymore. They have crazy things going on in their city. <laughs> I think they still have people occupying their, their downtown areas. Scary. Texas. Like Portland. Texas sounds nice. Pennsylvania. Arizona. Connecticut. These are places I'd see games. I like, I like places I could drive to, too, are really nice. <laughs> and I feel like London is kind of like America. Germany, I have no idea what's going on over there. I, just, I don't know what they eat. I don't know what the what the towns are like. Am I going to get mugged? If I, wanted, if I was going to go to another country, it would be Canada. Uh, uh, they're weird now, too. They're a little weird, but I would. the Hockey Hall of Fame is there. We used to think Canada was like... Uh, a simpler version of America. Mm. They got really weird during COVID and that trucker strike. <laughs> we saw their true colors of that Trudeau fella. Yeah, yeah, but it's getting a little easier to cross the border. And my family and I have had a uh, three-year delayed trip to Toronto to see and the hockey hall of 
Yeah, fame. we were gonna we were going to go to Buffalo first and oh. get some wings, well, you guys and then really... we were gonna go to Toronto and go see the Hockey Hall of Fame you and guys, the CN Tower. You guys know how to vacation, yeah? Buffalo but can't can't do that now. <laughs> so you're not going this year, Peter? Not this summer. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe next summer. I'm gonna try to cross the border in two weeks, legally I'm... or illegally? <laughs> legally. Oh, I'm going I'm going up to New Hampshire, northern New Hampshire, about 15 miles from the border. We're gonna want to. Take a day and go to Canada. I, I, I you have to check that out because th- even though it's easier and you don't have to get tested coming back in, I think you have to go on an app, correct, and register on an app that I you're have, going into another. I have to country. register my passport. I got to register my Vax card. I want to bring my dogs. I have to bring rabies certificates, licenses. See how complicated it is. It is complicated. Wow, they must have something like uh, something very special up there in Canada to get people to, to go through. Yeah, jump a dollar through that's hoops. not worth much. I suppose. I crossed the border in the late 90s, driver's license. That was it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, when I was in college in Buffalo, you just it was easy. You just kept driving back and forth across. Peace Bridge? Peace Bridge, Rainbow Bridge. That's where the Niagara Falls is? Yeah. Uh, Niagara Falls is the Rainbow Bridge. But if you if we were driving to Toronto from Buffalo, we would go over the, um, the Peace Bridge. There's was, an actual thing called a Rainbow Bridge? It was the Rainbow Bridge. Niagara, it takes you into Niagara Falls. Because when people's dogs die, they go, Fido crossed over the Rainbow Bridge. It was also like the bridge to, to Asgard. What's in, that? In Norse mythology. The Rainbow Bridge. Yep. He's crossed over the Rainbow Bridge. Uh, Randall Cunningham, Peter, has resigned as the Raiders team chaplain after two seasons. Didn't give a reason other than saying it's time to move on. Mm. I didn't That's, even know he was the chaplain of the yeah, Raiders. The actual former Eagle quarterback. Yeah. Randall Cunningham was the team chaplain. He thanked John Gruden, who put him in that position. I don't know what the team chaplain does. He says prayers, I guess. I, I guess that's what it is. And I think of Randall Cunningham, um, unfortunately, it brings up a bad memory of, of Boomer also. Because Randall Cunningham was injured for the Eagles in the game where Boomer got picked off by Eric Allen. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So when every time somebody brings up Randall Cunningham, it just it brings up a very sad memory. And I try to get, you know, I, I've tried to, you know, forgive and forget. But every time, if you, as soon as you brought up Randall Cunningham's name, I thought of Boomer's interception. I always think how Carl Banks couldn't tackle him, <laughs> and then he just threw that touchdown pass, broke the Giants' yeah. hearts. That was the uh, the uh, quarterback who could throw like flat-footed, like he didn't even have to step into it and just float the ball s- 70 yards down the field. You know what I mean? Like it, he was, he like, was like Michael Vick before Michael yes, Vick. Yes, Michael Vick before Michael Vick. Like this, Peter. <laughs> right down the field. Let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, I've got one more story for you before Gio and Jerry Recco mm-hmm. take over four hours. Oh, but first, you got something to read. Peter, I have a sports minute here, and it's written on a paper. That's how you know it's official. (laughs) Amy Lawrence. Amy, yes. Wants to tell you about the changing landscape of college football. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. The Yankees get back underway today. They've got uh, two games against the Astros. They're both in. Uh, wait, of course, they're. I'm gonna go both in Houston. No, they're gonna do one and then fly. 
<laughs> uh, what's that? One o'clock, one ten, uh, and a, a six forty start. Six forty. Yeah, I saw Mike Tyson on uh, his own podcast. Mike Says, Tyson has a podcast. Oh yeah, it's quite popular. Everyone has a podcast, Peter. You got to get on this. Uh, Mike I Tyson do have a podcast. You do? Yeah, I do. What's it about? Sports. Sometimes food, sometimes music. Is that right? Yeah. Is this an Odyssey? Uh, Gio ex- listens to my podcast. Schwartz on sports. Yeah. Oh, it's a show. How is that? A weekly podcast? Uh, whenever I feel like doing it. Oh, kind of like Mike. You know, I do it whenever I want. No, to. no, you got to be consistent. <laughs> That's how a podcast becomes successful. Yeah. Anyways, I have to have more time to do it. Mike Tyson says he thinks he's going to die soon. Surprised he hasn't died by this point with the fair point, Peter. Life he's lived. Yeah, and now he seems to be living. Uh, WFAN and WFAN FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station.